0: All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for fifteen dollars a month and six months of Paramount Plus Essential plan on us. Mintmobile.com
1: slash switch.
2: Upfront payment of forty five dollars, equivalent to fifteen dollars per month, unlimited over forty gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at four eighty p. Active Mint customers by five thirty one twenty four get six months of Paramount Plus Essential plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May thirty first, twenty twenty four. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG.
3: Welcome to Washington, Connell. Yeah. Right, with the, whether you're here or around, it all seems to tie back in one form or another. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. All right. Hello and welcome to The Hill here on News Nation. Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, Vivek Ramaswamy in Iowa today while Donald Trump was in court. Coming up, we speak with one of Trump's senior advisors live from the Hawkeye State about what they're seeing on the ground and how they expect the former president to perform as votes start to get cast for the first time on Monday night. Plus, an impassioned plea from one of country music's newest stars.
2: I was a part of the problem. I am here now standing as a man that wants to be a part of the solution. What Jelly Roll
3: told Congress today about the fentanyl epidemic all across this country. And you've heard the phrase before, right? You've heard it for years. If you see something, say something. Now some lawmakers want to make that the case for commercial pilots and UFOs. Thanks for being with us here on The Hill. Once again, I'm Blake Berman, joined today by Dan Cannon former Obama campaign official, and starting next week, the battleground states director for the Biden campaign, Ooh. Ashley Davis, former George W. Bush White House official, Michael Starr Hopkins, Democratic strategist, and Lauren Wright, Princeton University political scientist. The Hill on News Nation starts right now. Come on in. Thanks for being with us here on the Hill right off the top of the show today. How about this headline? USA Today Biden campaign beefs up battleground operations with new leadership team. Dig a bit deeper here into that article and here's what it reports. Dan Cannon will soon be tasked with running battleground states for the Biden campaign. Don't you go anywhere. (laughs) We're going to tie you up here. I'm sorry. we got lots of questions. It's done. We're not letting you go until we get through them. I'm a
4: sucker for democracy, Blake. All right. You're going to be starting
3: with the Biden campaign shortly. You're here with us today. Yep. Uh, But first, how about this headline as well, NewsNationNow.com? Alabama Democrats urge Nick Saban to challenge Tommy Tuberville for U.S. Senate. Now, this all started with a tweet from an Alabama political reporter purely floating the concept, just floating the idea. Regarding regarding the newly retired Saban, but the Alabama Democratic Party retweeted that and said, "We officially second this." <laughs> Hello to you all. <laughs> nice to have you in. Uh, we laugh, but look, everyone's not everyone. A lot of folks talking about all these football coaches. The biggest name's gone. Uh, Nick Saban, Lauren, you have written a book about um, you know oh, name IDs, running. celebrity yeah, IDs. We all laughed. I
5: Should know. we? Well, we did before 2016, but we have a long history of this in our country. And this is a great way to get instant statewide name recognition. Think about how many politicians would kill for that to start right. with. If you love Alabama, maybe you'll give him a chance, even if you're from the opposite party. So, That's the idea. So look, we, <laughs> yeah. have, we have no
3: idea what right. Nick Saban's going to do, right? Like if I was Nick Saban, I'd be at Augusta National yeah. every other mm-hmm. week playing golf. <laughs> Who knows if he wants to get into politics. But for Democrats, I mean, you, you, you won Alabama once. Mm-hmm. Is this a a Hail Mary savior? Let me say, I never thought I would say this, but Roll Tide. (laughs)
6: the,
1: The idea that he would leave college, retire, and then go join the Senate? blows my mind, unless he's just a glutton for punishment. I don't know why he'd do it, but if Democrats ever have a chance to win Doug Jones' seat back, this would be it.
6: He would be, like, number 99 in the Senate and realize he is absolutely not.
1: Nick Saban. Nick Saban's number one wherever he goes.
6: Well, they, and everyone's going to kill me because I don't remember his name right now, but the, the person running in California, the baseball Steve player. Steve mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Boy, he's, he's running
3: second in that. Yeah, I mean, right. Bet, he's know. actually getting... Yeah. yeah, he's getting some... But what some an rubbish.
5: interesting idea for a book. Did Thank you, like, you. then interview all the... No, but I read about 200 memoirs and looked at every case of this that we've seen, and there are a lot of them, all the way from city council up to obviously president. That's why everyone loves this topic. And and you say don't
3: laugh at the rock. Oh, no.
5: Idea. In my name recognition surveys, The Rock is 92% fill in the blank. Hmm. You name don't know the amount of people. People love him. The
1: amount of people who say yes. to me The Rock should run for president, people who like you think would be intelligent people love the idea of is The Rock president. Is he a Republican or a Democrat? He's The Rock.
6: He has
5: been a Republican, yeah. Republican in the past. Yeah. I feel like yes. he has. Yeah. I
6: feel really um, like I don't do enough in life when you write books about the I have a hard
4: time as a Wisconsin Badger when he was a Michigan State coach for a while Alabama getting behind Nick Saban but it's it's very they're very good points all right (laughs) so from
3: Alabama now to New York and the scene surrounding Donald Trump's latest court appearance the former president attending the closing arguments of the civil fraud case against him and his his sons his organization really the judge allowing the former president to speak briefly if he kept it to the case he didn't (laughs) and Donald Trump instead went on the attack calling himself an innocent man being prosecuted here was the former president uh at one point before the cameras
0: I want to go to all of my trials. These are all again. These are all set up by Biden and the Democrats. This is they are. This is their new form of cheating.
3: <laughs> now, prosecutors are asking for three hundred seventy million dollars in damages for the Trump organizations uh, and for the Trump organization's business licenses to be revoked. Jesse Weber, News Nation legal contributor, come on in. Uh, and I'm digging into my inbox here because. Headline The judge in the case is going to issue a final decision on January 31st. What's today? The 11th. So 20 days from now. Um, so we'll know what the decision here is in three weeks, I guess. Um, but, but tell me what happened inside that courtroom today and why it may or may not be significant. Uh, so first of all, that's sooner than I thought. I thought he was going
0: to issue it in February. Huh. Uh, before I even start, go blue. I haven't been on since the University of Michigan. I'm, as a you know, Victor, as a <laughs> Hail my man, Hail. Hail. most important thing. Uh, okay, so today was very, very interesting for a number of different reasons. <laughs> Look, I I went into this thinking the judge has already made up his mind. He's probably going to go throw the book at Donald Trump, a $370 million fine, probably ban him from New York real estate for the rest of his life. But I'm listening to the judge's questions. And what the judge did very carefully here was to actually challenge the attorney general's team as well as Trump's team, clearly, but the attorney general's team. And specifically, he seems skeptical about whether Trump's sons really knew about this fraud. And there were questions that he raised about, how do you know this person read this email? How do you know they knew this was fraud? And I thought that was really interesting. I will, I will so, tell you, so, I so let me ask you so let me
3: ask you is it is it a bad or flawed case, or is it good lawyering from from trump 's team good
0: lawyering from trump 's team, but I think more of it of what it is, and this is what we 've seen from Judge Engeron, is to make sure to preserve this case for appeal. What he doesn't want is an appellate court to say he was totally biased and unfair against Donald Trump. That is why during the course of this trial, he allowed Donald Trump's team to present evidence, which I will tell you seems irrelevant when the judge has already said there was fraud here. He allowed Trump a lot of leeway to say that there wasn't fraud when he already decided that issue because he doesn't want to be reversed on appeal. Now, I think that was really interesting. I still think Trump is going to lose this case. I think he's going to be hit with a massive penalty. Penalty. The question, of course, is will he ever be able to do business in New York City again? Will he
3: ever be able to be a part of the real estate company again? That's going to be something we'll wait and see. Jesse Weber, News Nation legal contributor. Uh, Jesse, thank you. We'll, uh, we'll talk soon, I have no doubt. Jesse, thanks. Um, all right, so this decision coming January 30th, 20 days 31st. 20 days from now Jesse says earlier than he thought what does Donald Trump what does it mean for Donald Trump between now and then
5: You know the polling on this is actually really interesting the majority of Americans thin majority but still think Trump is guilty of these various charges However about half of them think it's politically motivated in this particular case. So Americans are parsing those two things. I don't think, you know, the pro-Letitia James protesters in New York with the sign saying save democracy help with the politicization <clears throat> issue. But Americans look at Trump. They know this is not relatable things. They know that, you know, it's not just luck that he has 91 felony counts. That's not something people can relate to, and it's not a positive for him. Okay,
6: Ashley, so... um, He doesn't need to buy political ads because this is, like... This is... Good PR for his base. How so? Well, especially this case, which I think is a little bit different than the January 6th cases because this is more personal towards his business and his kids. But I, um... I just think because he politicizes the court system and says how, you know, which I think is not a good thing because I think it undermines our court system in this country and right. democracy. But I think that uh, people believe that that he's an unfair target in this case but, alone but, is what I'm speaking now. I think
1: one of the problems with him is he's going to alienate independence and Republicans who are just tired of it. He sounds like a crazy guy on the corner ranting. And at a certain point, I think Republicans with the indictments, with everything that's going on, he needs two or three percent of Republicans to come home that didn't come home last time. And it just
3: I think once we get closer to Election Day and things tighten up, okay. so a lot of people get sick of it. So you mentioned Election Day. It's the the primaries first. I keep looking at January 31st because on Monday is the Iowa caucuses. uh, Eight days after that is is New Hampshire. And then there's a gap. Uh, So Iowa and New Hampshire Are going to be done So no matter what happens In this case I mean I don't know If it would have impacted It
4: anyways The numbers are baked in You think it's baked in You think it's baked in I, I think on the Republican side it is. Right. Right? You know, I think the Biden team... Oh, is, we're getting to you on the Democrats.
5: <laughs> <side.
4: laughs> I, I, I on the Republican side, I think this is baked in, and Ashley's point's well taken. It's, it is simply, like, feed, feeding his base at this point.
6: Who's going to be so nice to me when you leave, Dan? <laughs> That's <laughs> why they brought me back. <laughs> not as
5: nice to me. Well, look, I just, <laughs> I can't believe how insulting to former Republican presidents to say this is all politics, it just landed in his lap. It has something to do with his personal conduct. I think most people agree with that that's why i think it's a liability not nationwide obviously republicans don't really care that much all
3: right so uh turn into dan cannon and now his (laughs) new title starts next week biden campaign battleground states director he has regularly been here on the hill as a panelist that's all gonna change i guess soon you're moving to delaware uh soon okay map as the battleground states director let's show it um There are the seven key states, right? And when you look at the reddish purple, whatever that color there is, that's where Donald Trump leads. And then the other two states right now are viewed as a toss up. When you look at that map, Dan, you
4: see what? Well, I I see a map that reflects battlegrounds that are as diverse as this country itself. And one of the best strengths that we have as a campaign is Joe Biden's record of accomplishments and the message we're taking to voters in those states, in the Sun Belt, uh, Arizona and Nevada, in the South, in North Carolina and Georgia, in the Midwest and throughout the Northeast with Pennsylvania, Michigan and Wisconsin, all the different states, right? But the common denominator is that we have policies helping all Americans. And, And look at the president this last week going on two trips Friday and Monday talking about the choice between democracy and protecting core freedoms versus Trump talking about I'm a dictator and I'm taking away your freedoms as, as, as fast as he can. So l- l- let's dig deeper into the numbers here because you know, we showed you the
3: states, but when you actually go state by state yep. and the numbers, Arizona, Georgia, 6% in favor of Trump, Michigan, North Carolina, basically 8% in favor of Trump, Nevada, Pennsylvania, basically 3%, Wisconsin, a coin flip. I, that
4: doesn't look Every election in the last 15, 20 years in presidential politics has been very, very close. We expect that. That's not news. I think head-to-head polls, and everyone's obsessed with them, mm-hmm. often wrong. They're particularly wrong this far out. Polls are like a weather report. Speaking of wrong, Biden's ahead of Pennsylvania, I said Trump, but go on. Very good. <laughs> I, I still don't care about the polls. Okay. But the point is, a year out, they're like a weather report. The closer you get, there's some instructive nature to them. At this point, the head-to-head stuff is not really instructive, particularly because most voters that, uh, that we need to win over in this election and mobilize and persuade aren't paying attention yet. I think when the choice is Trump and Biden— and it's about protecting core bedrock freedoms to choose economic freedoms, opportunity, certainly the right to mode democracy. The president's record and, mes- and vision and message versus Trump's will resonate in those states. What's the biggest challenge and what's the biggest the one that you feel best about? Uh, Every campaign is a massive challenge, right? I mean, oh, don't start
3: spinning me with a campaign gobbledygook. Uh, What's the biggest
4: challenge, and what state do you feel best about? No labels.
3: I'm going to answer this for you.
4: You guys can go there. The biggest challenges are that this is a fragmented media environment. It's harder to reach people these days, right? There was a time when Barack Obama or Ronald Reagan could get on uh, national television, having 70, 80 million viewers for a State of the Union address or for an Oval Office address. That doesn't happen any longer. So we're going to work really hard to have great intentional conversations with voters in those key states across that path to victory to mobilize them, to persuade them, and to make that message.
3: As a a Democrat, are you you excited about what you just heard? I'm a little worried about
1: African-American turnout and uh, especially Muslim turnout in states like Michigan and Georgia. I mean, those are states that we won by a couple thousand. And now with depressed voter turnout, How are we going to be able to turn those voters out and get them excited again?
4: That's my big word. I just reject the idea that we're going to have depressed voter turnout. We're going to work really hard to earn their trust and earn those votes. But if you look at what Democrats have done in 2022 and the midterm and off-year elections since then, 50 special elections where Democrats have outperformed by 11 points. The Democratic base is red hot on Dobbs, and they're winning against the partisan lean over and over and over again. We will persuade those voters, tap into it, and work really like hard. I'm going to tap into the, uh, to the Princeton
3: what, professor I here. I want to know put, what the
5: immigration yeah. message is in Arizona. You've yeah, got a really yeah, yeah, tough yeah, job. Yeah, is yeah, it we're trying as hard as we can? I mean, it's it's a disaster. I mean, what do you say to voters who look at that and say, something's not right here. Someone needs to do something. Well,
4: every, every, every state's going to have different conversations, obviously. But on immigration, the president's been clear. There's a package... <laughs> On immigration and on border security, it's been before Congress for months now that Mike Johnson in the House has not acted upon 14 billion, along with Ukraine, along with aid to Israel, that they refuse to move. There is a. Uh money for border agents, for security, and the bi- this president has made more bipartisan deals than just about anyone else on infrastructure, on on gun violence prevention, on jobs. He will work with Republicans to get this done. Republicans want the chaos, and they want the conflict because they want to use it to win elections.
6: That's the message. <laughs> can I just say You're one good thing? you Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're on. a good hire. You're a good hire. But, come on, most of America, you know, holds the president responsible for the borders. I mean, you can talk all you want about H.R. two, but who in the world... 99% of the world doesn't know what HR is. Yeah, okay. I'm going okay. 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 to okay. jump in and
3: clarify and say yeah. that's the House
6: Republican. Well, right. I mean, right. that's what so I mean I don't agree. But the thing that I do think if it is Trump, which I'm not convinced it's going to be, that motivates Democrats to come out and vote. And obviously, I think that the never Trump Republicans potentially would vote for Biden. Okay. We'll
3: All see. right. I'll leave it there. Um, coming up here. This is a, a story that I think is a pretty big deal. It's a boon for the crypto industry. The SEC just made a big decision, making it easier for people to invest in in Bitcoin. Yes, there's the financial story here. um, But what about the politics behind this? Was this politically smart? I think so. We'll discuss what this all means on the other side of the break when The Hill on News Nation returns.
2: I know for sure that some of my people are watching this right now. And for the first time ever, we feel heard. And, of course, he's
3: the Grammy-nominated. He's Grammy-nominated, rather. He's won some big country music awards. So why was the singer known as Jelly Roll testifying before Congress today? Did you hear what he had to say? It is worth the watch. It is worth the listen. And we'll talk about it. The Hill Returns.
4: At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. This is a good political opportunity for two reasons.
1: One, uh, Bitcoin has especially been embraced by the libertarian kind of light right-leaning groups. And I think Biden can chip away and bring a little bit of them over. But also, like you said, with the youth vote, Biden has an opportunity to really get them excited about uh, participation. Bitcoin is something that's kind of the new internet. It's
3: it's the new technology. And so by uh, making it easier to participate in this. But the administration was hating on crypto for quite some time. I mean, Biden himself has has name-checked the crypto industry, so I, I don't...
5: Well, I mean, Democrats are supposed to protect consumers from the volatility, from the fraud. I mean, the ETF thing doesn't change any of that for Bitcoin.
1: Well, but by putting in an ETF now, at least there's it makes sense to regulate. Yeah, you can well, regulate, it and, makes regulate. It and regulate. it look yeah.
5: more, you know, trustworthy, but that's not necessarily the case. It's still rampant. So I think you have FTX gone with that whole yep.
6: dynamic, and then Disaster. you have Coinbase... Person, um, Brian Armstrong? Mm-hmm. No, 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 CEO no, of- no. Coinbase is Sanji. Or, no, that was Binance. Yeah, Binance. Binance. Yeah. So I'm sorry. He, you know, both of them are in so much trouble, but you're kind of getting rid of some of that fraud. But that's our own fault. I look at this better, not from a political point, is that the American, America needs to catch up with the rest of the world. This currency is not going away. And we have to regulate it. This was a good first step, but we have to legislate it with a stable coin bill or whatever else, small hanging fruit that we can handle now, but um, I actually think it's Gensler more than even Biden.
3: Gary Gensler, the head of the SEC. So let me ask the Democrats here on the panel. Uh, This is Patrick McHenry, who's one of the top Republicans uh, in in the finance world here in Congress. He says, today's uh, Bitcoin ETF approvals mark a historic milestone for the future of the digital asset ecosystem. While action to provide clarity and certainty for digital assets remain necessary, the steps taken today
4: are a significant improvement over regulation by enforcement. You agree with uh, one of the top Republicans on this? Well, I just on the premise of why we're doing this and the politics of it, I mean, I know know you're going to the policy here for a second, Blake, but, you know, having been at the EPA and a regulatory agency, I will say that SEC or any other place where this stuff is being considered is pretty insulated from the politics, and I think the best thing that biden administration can do are the things that make the economy work best for all americans i you know i don't know what the result of this will be from a regulatory standpoint but i just i, I don't think this is going to be viewed in political terms on the inside well, i mean the, the super pack crypto community has got a hundred million
3: dollar super PAC that they're starting trying to influence candidates so i mean they're they are trying li- to make their, li- their li- way here
1: are Washington. the influence that they're going to be able to yield over the next five to ten years it's going to completely change the finances is this going to be a, b- a voting block?
3: <sighs> not, not in and, and of no, not there yet yeah, yeah, not yeah. there yet no, no, no. So, okay no. No. all right step by step you never know we'll, we'll see but i mean McKen- he, but going
6: it- back to McHenry, he's been super supportive of this currency yeah. it's going to happen with, it's or not gonna us. Gonna... with or without us it's correct gonna correct okay all right so
3: coming up here on the hill congress tries to answer the age-old question are we alone they might be getting some new help from above i'll talk live with a ufo whistleblower to break it all down, there is uh, some new legislation out as it relates to UFOs. What is Congress trying to do? What do they want? That's on the other side of the break. Ashley
7: Banfield hunts down the truth in true crime. Banfield tonight at ten nine central, only on America's fastest growing cable news network, News Nation. To find News Nation, go to joininn.com or stream News Nation on Apple CarPlay and Alexa.
1: No matter
0: what. People need what you bring them. But sometimes a choice has to be made. You can make a safe one. Always expect a train. Know that trains can run on any track at any time in either direction. Understand that trains are faster and quieter than you think. You can stop track tragedies. Never try to beat a train. You are more important than your packages. See tracks? Think train. For more information, go to oli.org. Maybe
6: he was born with his witty humor. Some people bring joy wherever they go. Some whenever they go. Or as a frontier newspaper reporter. There's nothing to be learned from the second kick of a mule. Maybe he got his insights from
2: being a riverboat captain. Never argue with a fool. Onlookers may not be able to tell the difference. Wherever he went, Mark Twain found humor all around. Humor. Pass it on. From PassItOn.com.
8: As veterans, we're no strangers to helping others. That's what we were taught, service before self. But we do have one question for the veterans listening. When is the last time
2: you reached out for help?
8: If you or someone you know needs resources, whether it's for stress, finances, employment, or mental health, don't wait. Reach out.
2: Find more information at va.gov reach. That's va.gov
1: reach.
4: Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council.
8: This is News Nation's audio stream. Take us wherever you go. America's fastest growing news channel is News Nation.
7: News Nation is on the move with the largest week to week growth among all cable news networks. With the biggest audiences yet, News Nation, the fastest growing cable news network in the country. See why News Nation is news for all America. My mom
4: has taken up
7: going to the park
8: to practice yoga. My dad's going to a club, but not a book club. A Salsa Club.
1: Finding new hobbies comes with age.
8: My mom has started getting lost
7: and not knowing where she's going.
1: Becoming lost or disoriented doesn't. Confusion with time or place may be a sign of Alzheimer's. An early diagnosis can help improve the quality of life for your loved one. Learn the warning signs of Alzheimer's at 10signs.org. Brought to you by the Alzheimer's Association and the At Council.
4: For some children, a single surgery can turn an untreated cleft into a smile for life. But at Smile Train, we understand that most children need a little extra care. They need medical, dental, and emotional resources to grow healthy and strong. To express themselves clearly and to navigate all of life's challenges so that their smiles light up the room as brightly as
0: possible. Visit SmileTrain.org to learn how Smile Train is supporting the cleft community with lifelong smiles.
1: My name is Demar Hamlin. I play for the Buffalo Bills and I play safety. CPR saved my life. I've teamed up with the American Heart Association as a national ambassador to help create a nation of lifesavers, turning bystanders into lifesavers through CPR education and access to AEDs. Nearly three out of four cardiac arrests that don't happen in hospitals happen in homes. Join me to ensure everyone has the chance to live longer, healthier lives. Visit heart.org nation.
2: Sense a theme here? Your favorite sitcoms from the eighties and nineties are all in one place. Rewind TV. Just go to rewindtv.com and check it out.
1: Retirement can be scary, but only if you're not prepared.
2: Compare your options, coverage, and pricing across multiple carriers. If you are new to Medicare, recently moved, or losing coverage, make the free call to the number on your screen. Give your zip code to the licensed insurance agent that answers, and they'll walk you through the entire process step-by-step. It's that easy.
3: I just became eligible for Medicare, so I
1: call to find a plan that fits my budget.
2: For a free no-obligation consultation, call 800-591-2197. And I also understand the paradox of my history as a drug dealer standing in front of this committee. But equally, I think that's what makes me perfect to talk about this. I was a part of the problem. I am here now standing as a man that wants to be a part of the solution. It is time for us to be proactive and not reactive. We were reactive with crack. We were reactive with opioids. And y'all are taking the first step. It's somebody in Senate finally being proactive.
3: All right. Welcome back here to the Hill on News Nation. That, of course, the Country Music Association's best new artist of 2023, Jelly Roll, a music star. And as you heard from him there, former drug dealer. You gave that emotional opening statement today and testimony as well before lawmakers urging them to pass legislation to stop the flow of fentanyl somehow into the United States. Um, you know, I, I saw this headline out of the state of New York. And this is where I want to start. It's uh, Staten Island Fentanyl and Overdose Task Force Demands Governor Hochul Declare State of Emergency. They're talking about declaring a state of emergency potentially in New York. What about that nationally with Mm -hmm. all of this?
5: It's 70% of overdoses are fentanyl. It's the leading cause of death if you're between 18 and 45. That's a huge range. It's something we were just talking about during the break. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows someone who's been affected by it. And it's a chance, I think, for something bipartisan, because yeah. even the copycat legislation that started during the Trump administration has been reauthorized six times now.
6: Hmm. And good for Jelly Roll. I mean, I've never yes. heard of him before today, hmm. but i heard of him now. And, like, yeah. good for him for what he's doing. I mean, of course I'm going to bring this back to the border. If we shut
3: <laughs> our borders
6: down, we wouldn't have the problem of fentanyl coming from China.
3: I agree with and you. And then, so, before yeah. we launch in, that's the... That's the question, right? It's like, what do you do? What do you do next? How do you stop this somehow? You'll hear Republicans talk about because a lot of this comes across the board. Are there other ways? Is that one component? I'm- yeah, I mean, we've got to address this holistically. It's got to be mental health. It's got to be therapy. It's got to be the
1: border. And I think the problem is we really get distracted in this conversation because the border is such a, a testy issue that mm-hmm. we start talking about the border and lose the fact that every day as Blake said a Boeing 737 worth of plane but a you can't stop talking but
3: you can't stop talking about the border though because it's testy well, I mean we but it's not a problem we're gonna solve right now let's admit it. we're
1: not we gonna solve the well you can problem. Stop,
5: stop the, the flow. flow exactly but, but we
3: can at least do deal with treatment
1: we can deal with the fact that we have people dying in the streets every day who are getting addicted yes from the border but also because there is a crisis of mental health in this country
5: they're dying happening. instantly
6: <laughs> yeah, but which, yeah and the and the um, you know the medicine that you can take to overcome do the overdose, they don't work and they keep upping this fentanyl to have it more potent and more potent so our drugs that can counter it don't work.
1: But no one wakes up and says, I want to do, I want to be a fentanyl user, I want to be a fentanyl drug dealer. Like, we need to deal with the circumstances that are causing
4: people to use
1: it. I mean, I
5: I think you're Go ahead. Well,
4: on this point, I I think that the border is obviously a huge issue. We talk about it a lot. And the flow from from China is a huge issue. We talk about that a lot. There's also a humanitarian crisis and and an unprecedented migration of humans around the globe. There are public health issues. There are national security issues. There are are economic issues. These are all massive problems. And Jelly Roll was right. This requires attention and a human touch and bipartisanship. And the problem I have with all the conversations Particularly on the border, I think the support you're making is that they're loaded politically and they leave no room for actual compromise. There is a a deal and there are uh, actions to be taken in a bipartisan way on these issues if folks will come together with honest intent. I I hear you both on the loaded politically, but you know, you still, and everyone
3: wants a solution, right? Right? Like, there's still got to be. you would hope, Lauren. Yes. I think a solution somehow. And
5: I, I think the what a you're saying, place. I know we have a mental hei- health crisis, but the messaging on that is not going to be okay for Democrats yeah. because the root causes of immigration didn't work for them. Most people blame Biden. Most people blame Democrats. So. Something needs to be done at the border in addition to all of these other ancillary programs because people aren't buying it. They're not willing to say, oh, it's because we have a mental health problem. We'll deal with this down the road. They want answers right now. Just no other
6: other country in the world is dying at the rate that we're dying. That's right.
4: Well, all that's true. I don't disagree with any of this. But the the point I bring back to you is on these tough issues, and this is true of of this issue, it's true of the Middle East. These are serious times for serious people. And too much for politics is infected with gotcha stuff.
3: All right. So from uh, the Senate, which you just saw uh, part of uh, Jelly Roll's testimony earlier today, now to the House. And this question, is the truth out there somewhere? Mm -hmm. Lawmakers continue to push for transparency about UAPs, Unidentified Anomalous phenomena. UFOs, I guess as we've talked about for years. Now there is a bipartisan bill that is encouraging commercial pilots, so like the the pilot on the plane that you get on, to report UAP sightings and to give them some protections if that happens. The Safe Airspace for Americans Act will require the administrator of the Federal Aviation Administration to establish procedures and reporting requirements for incidents relating to UAPs. Ryan Graves, one of the whistleblowers from last July's congressional hearing, is at the forefront of this effort. He provided insight into how there's been no official system, at least at the time, for reporting sightings.
8: Right now, uh, military witnesses to UAP have limited options for reporting UAP. The military and Department of Defense has stated that UAP represent uh, a critical aviation safety risk. Uh, we have not seen that that same um, that same language being used in the commercial markets they are not acknowledging this risk
3: ryan graves come on in good to talk to you as always uh here on the hill on news nation so this is this is an idea obviously you were in the military you were a fighter pilot this is for commercial pilots right like if if you see something um give a reporting mechanism and give them protections what do you make of this proposed bipartisan bill
8: Yeah, that's absolutely right. For the first time, commercial pilots are now going to have the ability to report UAP incidents through trusted reporting channels, uh, and they don't have to fear repercussions on their medical license or from their employer. Is this long overdue? It's long overdue. We've been hearing from pilots even before the hearings, but especially after the hearings, how happy they are that there's now an opportunity to speak about these issues. On regular basis, commercial pilots are seeing uh, unknown objects, both uh, very high altitudes as well as in the airspace around them, uh, on repeated flights. And these are some of our most trusted um, operators up there. We have to trust this sensor network that we have above us to be able to detect uh, these objects, and we have to take them serious.
3: And, and, and that's one of the fascinating things to me, Ryan, is these are commercial pilots, right? This is like getting on your Delta or American or United or whatever airline you fly, and they're in the cockpit, and they're saying, wait a minute, what is that? And, and I guess it goes to show sort of the, the, the breadth and the depth of all of this, does it not? I mean, this isn't you in a, in a fighter jet you know, around a military site. Well, what is that? This is you know, flight 1426 going to Jacksonville or whatever it may be.
8: That's why you don't go to Jacksonville. Well, that's exactly right. It's really helping us better understand just how wide of a problem this is. We're learning that this is happening in northern Pacific, northern Atlantic, uh, the Eastern Atlantic, uh, South America, uh, Middle East, as well as the Far East as well. So we've been seeing that this is now more of a global issue. And the more that reporting there is, the better we'll understand what's happening.
3: All right. Um, I wanted to ask you, because there is a, a briefing here in Washington tomorrow, there's. There's the group of bipartisan lawmakers uh, that have been all over this UAP story ever since News Nation broke it uh, in the middle of last year. It, it started with that, and it's become it's it's built to this. And I wonder what you hope those lawmakers are briefed with tomorrow. That if they walk out of the camera and they say blank,
8: what do you want? The, what do you want to hear from them? I hope they hear. I hope to hear that they actually heard the truth in there. Uh, that, that's what I would hope. I hope they actually have their answers Questions For the first time, uh, having the inspector general there to answer these questions on this topic, I think, is monumental. Uh, and so I hope they come out with satisfied with the answers they received uh, and looking for options of how to share that with the American people.
3: All right, Brian Graves, uh, thank you for the time, as always. Um, you've been at the forefront of this. I know we, we talk about News Nation being the first to sort of re- report this widespread, but... You've been talking about this for years, sir, and everything that that you've seen. We thank you for the time. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. Yep, uh, Elizabeth Vargas. Hello, hello. Talking to you a little bit earlier, but we wanted than normal, but we wanted to talk to you about this. Yeah. Uh, because there is this new bipartisan bill for commercial pilots, and I and I wonder sort of what. What went through your mind when you when you saw this, when you read this?
7: Well, I've interviewed Ryan several times, and he's talked about this for a long time. Uh, first of all, these pilots get a lot of backlash when they try to report what they've yeah. seen and if they take it. Military pilots have an advantage because a lot of times they have cameras in their cockpits, so they get videos right. of these things. Commercial pilots, are sometimes embarrassed, they're harassed, they're told to be quiet, there is no place for them to go and report Mm. what they've seen, so it goes largely unreported. Because one of the first questions was, why are only military pilots seeing these things in the skies? And the answer is, they're not commercial right. pilots are seeing it too. We have nothing set up for them to report this, but more importantly, and I was really surprised uh, that, that Ryan told me this, I think back last summer, there is an enormous stigma for these pilots to report yeah. what they're seeing. Regardless of what it is, listen, you don't have to believe in UFOs. They're seeing something. It could be some sort of weather balloon or some weird aerial phenomenon, but they're seeing things. They should be mm-hmm. able to report it and it is a safety issue. You have these commercial flights fully loaded with hundreds of passengers and pilots seeing something aberrant or abnormal in the sky. There should be a way to report that, warn other flights in the area, hey, there's something there, I just saw it, without fearing some sort of backlash or even punishment for doing so.
1: Yeah, see something, say something. Yeah. I'm always worried about like whether my bag's going to make it to the next flight. <laughs> now i got to worry about whether there's aliens. In all seriousness, it's hard for pilots right now. There's a shortage of pilots. Right. And you've got this worry for pilots that if they see something and say something, they're going to get drug tested. They're going to get called crazy and hallucinating and things like that. There does have to be a change in culture. And I think right now the airline industry is already going through kind of their own issues mm. and now add UFOs
3: yeah. into this. Setsin. Oof. Elizabeth, what do you got coming up tonight?
7: Well, we're going to have a lot more on that change in cultural issues. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to delve in. I have uh, Jeremy uh, Corbell on. He's uh, yeah. talking about a brand new piece of video he's releasing today of something else that uh, an abnormal thing spotted in the sky. But it's interesting. Uh, you guys were just talking about a change in the culture in the airline industry. We're also going to delve into this new FAA investigation uh, announced today into the Boeing 737 MAX 9, a second investigation into whether that plane ever should have been in the sky in the first place. Place because of safety, hmm. potential safety issues. So uh, I don't know, between the UFOs in the sky and the Max 9 and <laughs> the door's flying out and, yeah, yeah. my luggage isn't going to get there. The flying is feeling like, you know, I'm not I've going been, anywhere. I've been, <laughs> driving, I've been driving
3: everywhere. I just went exactly. to Miami and back. People thought I was nuts. So I was like, did? I'll get in the car. Yeah, <laughs> that I Miami, Miami and back with kids. Why? Patients. I go yeah, to yeah, St. Yeah. Pete with a dog. Uh, Elizabeth, <laughs> thank you. We'll see you in about uh, 19 minutes' time. I appreciate it. it. Elizabeth Vargas reports. Six o'clock Eastern, right here on News Nation. Okay, coming up, other side of the break. Iowa caucuses are approaching, as you might know. Donald Trump not on the campaign trail today. He was uh, in the you know New York courtroom, as we talked about. Joining us, one of his senior advisors on the other side of the break, Jason Miller, live from Iowa. So, how does the Trump campaign feel going into the Iowa caucuses? What are they focused on? We'll talk about it on the other side of the break with Jason. And be sure to check out. Our weekly newsletter—it hit your inbox today, a little out, a few hours ago. And if it didn't, scan that QR code. More from the Hill, back in a few. Stay with us.
7: Digit seventeen points in the Wall Street Journal poll.
3: Now, a new poll of likely Iowa caucus goers shows that Trump is still dominating the field in the Hawkeye State. You see some of the numbers there. It finds uh, Trump at 54 percent, Haley and DeSantis well behind that. Joining us now, Jason Miller, senior advisor to Donald Trump and the Trump campaign, joining us live from Iowa. Jason, good to see you as always. Thank you for being back here on the Hill on News Nation. So Iowa caucuses Monday night. We see in that poll there Donald Trump. Uh, at 54%. Politically, you know, 50% is, is sort of the magic number. Are, is he going to break 50% on Monday night in Iowa?
2: Well, way to help me lower expectations here, Blake. The fact of the matter is a win is a win. Twelve points is the record. Uh, no one is ever in the modern era for a contested primary contest going into caucus night. Actually won by more than 12, and no one has cracked 50 percent. So we believe that we're in very good shape with President Trump. We do believe that we're going to win. Uh, but you know what? I'm going to take the win, and I'll let the folks like you do all the expectations game.
3: So a, a smart political observer who is watching this, Jason, might say, well, wait a minute. Are they trying to lower expectations going into this?
2: Well, President Trump is going to win on caucus night. He's going to win in New Hampshire. He's going to win the nomination. And he's going to defeat crooked Joe Biden when we get to November. However... The win is the win. I think if we're talking about the margins, then we're getting a little bit distracted here. fact of the matter is President Trump has put together a very serious, very strong ground game here in Iowa. And watching the folks, it doesn't matter if it's a snow, we have a blizzard forecast, everything going on. Our people are out putting up signs, knocking on doors. Uh, It is a real deal machine that President Trump and his team have put together, and it couldn't be more proud of our volunteers.
3: Uh, Nikki Haley, uh, you, I, I've seen you on social media going after Nikki Haley, the, the campaign, the super PAC going after Nikki Haley. Uh, latest commercial, for, uh, for example, on Nikki Haley and I'll, against Nikki Haley, and I'll get your reaction on the other side.
2: Americans were promised to secure retirement. Nikki Haley's plan ends that. Haley's plan cuts Social Security benefits for 82% of Americans. Trump will never let that happen.
3: Okay, never let that happen. But Jason, you know this. I know this. Everyone in Washington knows this. That thing's going insolvent. Social Security in 10 years. Something has to happen, Jason, with Social Security. So what is Donald Trump, I'm wondering, willing to do with Social Security to make sure it doesn't go insolvent?
2: I do believe that President Trump can strengthen Social Security and Medicare and make sure that we don't have to go and start cutting benefits, which is exactly what Nikki Haley and Rhonda DeSantis plan to do. We've seen Nikki Haley say they should be raised up closer to life expectancy, in which case that would be more like 77, 79 years old, if you're a woman, perhaps. So I think that's really the question for Nikki Haley is, does she want the retirement age to be at 77 or 79? Which benefits is she going to cut? Well, I'm asking. Here's yeah, but I'm asking the, you, what, what would Donald folks, Trump change? Folks, right. if, uh, yeah, I'm saying the uh, first thing is we have to, have to get the economy going again, get that back on track and get that growing in a way that it should. That's going to be one of the biggest things there. President Trump will continue to reform it as we get into the general election. I imagine we'll be laying out additional plans to that point. But that's a much different approach than Nikki Haley following in the footsteps of her political idols, Mitt Romney, Paul Rhino. Uh, Folks like that who want to basically just push the wheelchair right over the cliff. And so Nikki Haley is someone who very much comes from that school. And no one's really paid any attention to Nikki Haley until recently. I think Nikki is more of a fictional character in this campaign trail as opposed to a real candidate. But now folks are going to take a look at the real record, whether it's the globalist interventionist approach that she has when it comes to foreign engagements, when it comes to raising taxes, when it comes to slashing entitlements. When Nikki Haley looks in the mirror, she sees Mitt Romney. That's got to scare people.
3: Jason, uh, we've been hearing President uh, Trump talk about that if Joe Biden is reelected, there goes the stock market. I interviewed uh, then-President Trump in the white, uh, in the, right off the, the Rose Garden on July 1st, 2020, and here's what he told me then.
0: If he got elected, and they say this, if he got elected, that's an overhang over the market because the market would crash, would absolutely what crash. Would be market would go down by a tremendous amount.
3: S&P 500 up 27 percent, Jason, since uh, Joe Biden was reelected. You heard Donald Trump there say it was going to crash. How did he get it so wrong?
2: Well, you take a look at who's paying the price, and that would be the working middle class in America. Under Joe Biden, cumulative inflation is r- right around 20%. We saw another uptick in inflation just earlier today. And the fact is it's becoming much tougher for folks to make ends, uh, ends meet every single month. People are having to cash out their 401ks just to go and pay the bills. The fact of the matter is, is that some of Nikki Haley's donor friends like Reed Hoffman, the scumbag who is funding the lawsuit against President Trump, but who's also funding the super PAC uh, on nikki haley's behalf folks on wall street are getting rich rich are getting richer but the working class in america they're right. getting further and further left behind this is what's going to change when president trump gets back also another thing to keep in mind blake is we look ahead to the yep. general election against joe biden joe biden will let the trump tax cuts expire so that means a vote for joe biden will be a vote to raise taxes and all the way across the board that's got to really put the uh, put some fear into folks
3: and, and here in Washington, they are negotiating uh, some of that, especially as it relates to the, to the child tax credit. We've got to leave it there, Jason. i got to run. Uh, thank you for hanging around and, and for joining us. I, I, I appreciate it and hope to have you back soon. Thank you, sir. Of course. Um, Ashley, you are in Nikki Haley's world. You are in her uh, political orbit. You would say what?
6: Well, I'm not going to respond <laughs> to all that. I'll, I'll just mean, give I you. Know. I've, got, I mean, like, I've actually, got like 30 seconds I'll give you. No, here, so I think it's actually she talking to the team in the last few days and today I think she's very happy where she is she obviously they're going after her with false information about the social security information she actually has a plan they obviously don't have a plan but um, she's very upbeat with what's going to happen and what she thinks if She comes in second place or a close third in Iowa and with with Chris Christie getting out New Hampshire. Real quick, I'm wondering what you heard there. I
5: mean, I'm just saying at least she has a plan. At least DeSantis has a plan. Republicans have unpopular proposals that might work to fix Social Security. One of them is raising the retirement age. Trump flip-flops on this. He added trillions of dollars to the debt, not held to the same standards. All right, we got to leave it there and we do appreciate
3: Jason for joining us. Uh, (laughs) Before we go, on the other side of the break, strip the politics away for a second. What about banning tackle football they might do it in one state we'll tell you where final thoughts from the panel coming up
7: these are the democratic presidential candidates the other networks don't want you to hear from join news nation for an exclusive presidential forum democratic candidates dean phillips marianne williamson and jank uger tomorrow on dan abrams live
6: that's my son, Jared. But the world knew him as recording artist Juice World. At the height of his fame, we lost him to an accidental drug overdose. I'm Carmela Wallace. I started Live Free 999 to remove the stigma and normalize conversations around mental health and substance abuse. I want to ensure that we never lose another Jared.
2: Go to
1: livefree999.org to learn more. If you need urgent support, text LF
4: 999
1: to seven four one seven four one.
4: I need more time to file my taxes. Help! On irs.gov, you can use IRS Free File to get six more months. Or, you can submit IRS Form 4868 by the April deadline. If you owe taxes, you can make an electronic payment and get a filing extension with no need to submit Form 4868. Go to irs.gov for details. But remember, an extension of time to file is not an extension of time to pay what you owe.
7: Many Americans have missed regular dental care in the past few years. It's important to see a dentist twice a year to identify any problems early. Taking care of your oral health helps overall health. Brushing at least twice a day with fluoride toothpaste and flossing daily can help prevent oral health problems. For more information, visit hrsa.gov oral health.
0: This message is from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Each week, VA sends an email to over 13 million veterans. It's jam-packed with veteran discounts on hundreds of services, job listings, and information on home loans. Plus, access to many local events for veterans and their families. Subscribe for free at va.gov slash to learn more.
8: This is News Nation, consistently ranked high for credibility and low for bias in media bias reports. That's why we're America's fastest growing news channel.
6: Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to expect when you're expecting a teenager, learning the lingo.
8: GOAT, G O A T,
6: acronym,
7: stands for greatest of all time, as in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner. They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT
6: you don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same visit adoptuskids.org. brought to you by the u.s department of health and human services adopt us kids
5: and the ad council
7: grandpa look what i got wait till you see the bike we got for jake it is the coolest thing
2: hearing loss happens gradually with age making it easy to ignore yet most older americans aren't getting their hearing tested
0: Dad, can you hear me?
2: Untreated hearing loss can keep your loved ones from enjoying what they cherish most. Don't let that happen. Speak up about hearing loss. You'll be glad you did. Brought to you by the American Speech-Language Hearing Association.
0: Meet Keith, loving dad, board game champ, bus driving pro.
1: I drive 65,000 miles in my bus each year. If people knew what I know, lives could be saved. Like how there are some things I simply can't see. On my route the other day, a car tried to sneak past me and ends up right in my blind spot. I turned slowly, so accident avoided. But no car should be in the blind spot for a 40,000-pound
0: bus. It's It's our our roads. roads. It's It's our our safety. (laughs) Visit www.sharetheroadsafely.gov. When I grow up, I want to be a teacher. Because when I'm a teacher, I can help kids to learn and chase their dreams. P.I. A defect of the immune system affects millions of children. Early and accurate diagnosis and treatment give children like Sam a chance to achieve their dreams. It takes a lot of caring teachers to make school fun. It took a lot of caring people to keep my dream alive. And now, because of them, I can be head of the class.
4: For more information, visit the Jeffrey Modell Foundation
0: at info4pi.org. angels, personal home care is our passion. We're here for you.
6: Join us in celebrating 25 years of personal home care.
0: When things go sideways, will you be prepared? I want to introduce you to the Patriot Power Generator 2000X. Use the endless free power of the sun to power lights, your TV, medical equipment, even run your fridge. And that's without gas, fumes, or noise. Go to 4patriots.com. You'll get a solar panel included free. Double the capacity, expandable for more power and more outlets than ever. This is about peace of mind. Get your solar generator and free panel at 4patriots.com.
3: All right, so before we say goodbye, a story that caught our eyes some lawmakers in California trying to ban tackle football for kids under the age of 12. Good idea, bad idea?
5: I don't want to be such a downer on this, but we don't have enough research on CTE to it. It's a big— Listen, you, okay. want, to let,
1: you want to let your 7-year-old go headfirst into another kid? Like, so be it. Not what I want to do, but, like, this is one where the government can stay out of it.
6: Okay. Yeah, I think it's up to the parents. And California always over-legislates. But I just want to take my time to tell Dan I'll miss <laughs> <laughs> i miss
4: something.
3: very nice. Yeah. We'll leave, we'll leave heart it heart there. <laughs> Dan moving on I to, heart heart to, heart 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 to heart. bigger and better things with uh, the Biden campaign going <laughs> forward. Thank you, guys. Bigger, appreciating better. your time. Thank you all for being here. Thank you for watching at home and listening on Sirius XM. Elizabeth, Vargas <laughs> Report starts right now. <laughs>
7: Hello everybody and welcome, I'm Elizabeth Vargas. We have a fully loaded show tonight, so strap in, push your tray table up, and let's get started. Tonight, help wanted badly. As the number of border crossings goes up, the number of border agents.